You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. It's the last chance for you, last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance. What up? What up? Real Coach JB, man, joining with my boys and my lady friends here on YouTube Live. Uh, subscribe, man. Become a member. I'm doing some membership shit on YouTube now. We're going to start next week. I'm going to start doing some uh, a coaching clinic live. I'm going to start doing watch live watch parties with Last Chance You and my narrative and my commentary. And I'm going to do some other things. We'll be giving away live, one-on-one Skype chats, Zoom chats, whatever you can win. You can win my whiskey. You can win my cigars. Become a member, man, and uh, and whatever tier you want to be in on YouTube, um, they're all going to be beneficial. So, um, see what happens. So, shout out to all my YouTube guys on online right now. Uh, they asked some great questions already, man, and uh, happy to answer. Um, August twenty sixth. You know, it's nine thirty here on the West Coast. Uh, you know, I got to give a quote of the day. Due to the situation this this country's in and all this other shit we face every day, um, dreams don't have expiration dates. So keep dreaming, keep trying. That's what I. That's all I got to say to Dave about the quote, man. Dreams don't have fucking expiration dates. So keep dreaming and keep trying. Keep waking up every day and being optimistic and keep trying. The, you know the dreams you have, man, and try to create and make dreams into goals. That's all you can do. Take a dream, turn it into a goal, and go get the fucking goal accomplished. Because at the end of the day, it's a results-oriented life we live. You don't fucking finish second place, man. Because nobody knows who gives a fuck about you. Nobody cares that you finish second place. So, yeah, exactly, Shane. You know, I used to tell my coaches and players every day, man, you know, be comfortable being uncomfortable because you're going to have to do a lot of shit in life that's uncomfortable. You better learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable or you're going to fail and flounder real quick. On a lighter note, I know the virus is coming to an end, everybody out there. I know the virus is coming to an end. It is, it, can anybody tell me why the virus is coming to an end on YouTube right now? Shane, Walter, uh, Chris, any of you guys understand why the the, the virus is coming to an end. Has anything changed in your lives? Because we all had shit stopped for a while that we don't think about. What stopped and now what is coming back really strong? Does anyone know? My YouTube guys don't know, but let me ask you, let me tell you this. I know the virus is coming to an end real soon because I'm getting fucking bill collectors blowing my ass up again Soliciting calls and from every fucking buddy in America, and uh, is this the telltale? I don't know, man. Um, just saying, our motherfuckers getting those bill collectors again. Shit, they're blowing me up. They ain't. I ain't heard from a bill collector in fucking six months. But now all of a sudden, these motherfuckers calling every day. The virus is about to end, y'all. Um. Listen, before I get into the show, man, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you control, and that's shaving your fucking balls. Our sponsor at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Manscaped here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Trust me, ladies want to see it. So men, go fucking please your lady. Go shave your nuts. Go get you some Manscaped. Get you some Manscaped ball toner spray, some ball lotion. They got a bunch of shit. Go fucking get it. Um, In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code slapdick at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use my promo code slapdick. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Take your grooming game to the next level. Manscaped.com, get 20% off. Using promo code SLAPDICK. Um, listen, uh, 
the title of this show, man, is uh, is going to be, you know, I'm going to call it black and white. And it's not what you think. It's not race. It's not color. But it's just everything's not so black and white. Everything right now is really gray. Mix black and white together, you get gray. And it's a gray, gray area right now that we're in because nobody knows nothing. You got fucking five different doctors telling everybody what the fuck to do. Now it's cover your eyes. And covering your nose is the same as covering your mouth. That's a new study that just came out. You know, to me, when you don't know nothing and you give a bunch of young folks options with no directive and no mandate and no guarantee that this is the deal, what do young people do? When the coach is away, the mice will play. There's an old saying, when the cat is away, the mice will play. Have you ever heard that? Well, when the coach leaves practice and expects the kids to listen to the assistants, they're fucking fooling themselves if they think that it's going to run the same way. It's not going to run the same way because those assistants majority of the time are trying to please and be the homies to those kids. So when you're the homies to those kids, guess what happens? Those kids that you just gave an inch to will take a fucking yard and run with it and practice become a shit show. Ask any coach out there in America and they'll be sitting there nodding their head right now listening. So that goes for... That goes for everything in life. I just, I truly believe it. So, you know, uh, I just don't know, man. You know, there's a bunch of fucking gray area out there because doctors are telling kids different shit. People are telling these people different shit. And what happens is kids don't trust it. They don't believe it. They go out and have parties without masks. They go out and fucking go to Lake Ozarks. They go to Lake Michigan. They go to the beach and you don't have any control and the shit continues to spread. So one doctor Fauci says, don't wear a mask in the beginning. Then he says he said that because we were had a shortage. So I understand that part. But you understand there is no getting that retracted. The kids heard you say don't wear a mask. So guess what? That's for three months. People didn't wear a mask. Then you come back and say, wear a mask. Then the doctor from Toronto, who's this big time doctor who supposedly is a huge hand in this thing. He says, fucking, you can be face to face with mask on and it takes 10 hours to spread the virus compared to having no mask on. And you can get the fucking virus in a matter of 10 seconds. Then another guy said, there's no proof that six feet is the fucking distance. You know, so the virus is supposed to die at five foot 11. Nobody fucking knows. People say you can't have it on metal surfaces. Uh, you know, the doctor says fucking now cover your nose. Then the guy comes out and says, wear sunglasses. Some doctor from overseas says, wear sunglasses now. So the kids are hearing all this shit and they're like, well, fuck you. I'm going to go party. That's what's happening. When the cat is away, the mice will play. So nobody knows enough about the shit. To give a real fucking directive. So guess what? This shit, in America at least, is going to get worse before it gets better. Because why? I'm not really mad at the people for why it's spreading. You know why it's spreading? Because Americans, for however long, well, at least white fucking America. Let me, let me straighten that out. Has been used to doing what they want, when they want, how they want. And right now... They're continuing to do so. So guess what? Shit's getting spread. Where in Europe and Asia and all these other countries that are live by an eye by an eye, for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Shit. You know, they fuck up. They'll get their ass like castrated or some shit in some of these countries. So these fucking countries have what? Eliminated the shit. So, you know, and, and, and Shane on YouTube said Americans hate being told what to do. I agree with it, but I also agree we were the best country in the world forever. So in one aspect, like we should be hating to get told what to do because everybody wanted to be us. We all wanted to, we all had, you know, we all thought it was the shit and 
you know, we all think that um, our shit don't stink because we've been enabled forever. And we've had all the luxuries and freedoms that a lot of places haven't had. So I don't knock us for that, but I do knock us for having, uh, for becoming as soft as we have become. So I just think you, you know, um, I just think that's what it is. So I don't know. Um, Jacob Blake gets shot seven times in the back. Now, listen, man, I had a real conversation and this shit takes real conversations by adults and grown folks. And you can argue and yell and scream, but at the end of the day, you shouldn't have to do that because the conversations can get heated and still have this, the two people getting heated, still be on the same page, just with different, um, opinions. Now, this is the thing. I had a conversation with a dude who's a buddy of mine. All right. He's a white dude, but he's married to a sister. He's got black kids. All right. But he's a white dude and he's, and he's kind of on this fence of that. He's kind of on this narrative that, you know, well, listen, man, I grew up, he grew up with all brothers too. And he's trying to be devil's advocate or some shit. I don't really know what he's doing, but the bottom line is he's like, listen, you know, white cats don't get killed by cops because they put their hands up. They stop. They don't run to the car. They do all this thing. So we had this conversation, man. We were arguing about it, man. And, and, uh, and, and it was a good conversation to have, even though I didn't agree with him. He didn't agree with me. This is the thing. I've seen about 10 videos of white dudes. One had a machete. One had a fucking knife. One had a fucking, uh, was naked running around at a, after the cops. Cops was actually running from the motherfucker. I haven't seen that yet. You know, it might be out there that's not on video. I don't know. But every video I've seen is the black kid gets shot. The white dude doesn't. So that's just what I've seen. Now, are you telling me that's the media? This, my buddy thinks that's the media doing this and this and this and this. So it's a good conversation, man, to have. I think all conversations are healthy regardless of the outcome. But it is a conversation to be had. Like, he's trying to say, teach social reform. How to be fucking... Uh, more subservient to cops and see, you know, I'm an asshole to cops. I'm gonna be honest, but I never worried about my life being taken by a cop. I've never had to worry about it and I've never had to worry about it, but I've been around it. I've seen it. I've seen my boys. I've seen, I've cops don't know me. They don't know where I'm from. Some do now, but shit, I've been told to leave the scene when all my homies, my brothers I was with were, t were told to stay there and get on the ground. Now, to me, that is a problem. So there's an issue with that. You can't tell me that's not a privilege. There is a white privilege, and I'm telling you because I've been there and done it. I don't have a lot of white friends. I'm the only motherfucker of my kind where I'm from, and I'm going to be honest. It ain't all the fucking same. So I had to check my boy and be like, listen, man, you're, you're out of your mind. You married a sister, that's cool. I got a kid that's black too. That don't mean shit. The bottom line is, don't fucking use your black kid and black wife to say that you're fucking, uh, you're gonna, you're, you get a pass for saying that whites and blacks are treated the same with, with, with these blue uniforms. Because they're not. And it's definitely a, uh, it's definitely an issue. I can walk down Compton Boulevard, brother, anytime. Trust me. That's my street. That's my boulevard. Uh, Rosecrans, Compton, Lalandra, you name it. Greenleaf. So, anyway, uh, YouTube Live. Shout out to you guys on YouTube Live, man. We're on there. Uh, so, you know, I get it. Um, you know, cats are saying we need cops that aren't scared. I get it, but don't sign up for the job if you're scared. I, I, I agree. You know, so cops, so humans are saying, fuck a cop. Let's just go away from the cop shit. Humans are scared of black folks. That's what you're telling me. Because regardless, I, I had a conversation with this dude still. I was still in the same conversation. He was saying blue lives matter. There's no such thing as blue lives. You have a fucking choice to put on a blue uniform. You have a choice to put on a football uniform. You have a choice to put on a baseball uniform. You have a choice to put a basketball uniform on. You don't have a choice to put black skin on, you fuck. So don't tell me blue lives matter. Blue lives don't fucking matter. There's no blue lives. 
okay? What are you, on the fucking Vegas watching the blue men? The little blue men or whatever? No. Black lives fucking were born the way they were born. They had no choice in being born black, brown, Asian, whatever it is. So don't say blue lives fucking matter. They had a fucking choice. Now, they should have upheld and served with some fucking dignity and class like they expect the society to do. But yet, in Compton, where I'm from, there's a fucking gang task force being audited by the FBI for being a straight-up KKK gang. Have you heard about this? So that shit is out there. So just so everybody's clear, don't tell me that there's not. And they're fucking sitting there targeting black folks and trying to get their, their, their quotas up by getting black folks arrested and it has been proven, and the FBI has all this data on a fucking police force in Compton. Trust me, I got a buddy that's the sheriff, and he's told me he's been he's been uh, subpoenaed to testify. So there's shit going on. Yes, you can Google it. Go search it up. There's a there's a there's a police force in Compton that's been um, basically being tearing apart right now because they were a fucking racist gang. So. There's a lot of shit going on A lot of shit out there I'm just telling you Black folks have to have the conversation With their kids White folks do not How many white folks on YouTube right now Have had a conversation with their kid about Hey man, you may get shot today by the cops Just act right You ain't never had that conversation with your kid Don't lie, I haven't I've, I've told my kids Because of where we are from and who we are and who we associate with and who our partners are and who our friends are, how to conduct yourself if you're with brothers and sisters who we grew up with and who we who our friends are. So I've given them that conversation. I tell my players the same thing. Hey, man, if you ain't black but you're with the black folks, you better make sure you understand to either A, stay the fuck still, have a conversation with them, calm them down, because you don't know what you're gonna you're getting into. You're about to be black for a fucking an hour. So get used to it. Because I think all, all these white folks out here talking this shit, I I wish they were black for just one hour. And you'll fucking have a completely different outlook on life tomorrow. Just telling you. Now, should Jacob Blake have ran to the car and tried to get into his car? It looks shit bad for him to run over there and get into the car. Now did the cops allow him to run over there so they could shoot him? I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. There's three kids in the car. The gun could have, you know, the bullet could have ricocheted. There could have been a horrible outlook on this thing. God bless the kid is alive still. He's, he's, he's paralyzed from the waist down right now. It takes about a month to know if he really is or not. I hope he's okay. If he gets through this, man, it'll be a great. See, this is what we needed. We needed someone to get through this to live. So he can fucking share this as a living, sacrificial person. Even though it's fucked up to say this, they shouldn't never be a sacrifice to anyone for anybody. But everyone's dying. So they can't tell their fucking story. So they need to come out. Hopefully he lives, man. He's, he hopefully can walk again and hold his kids again. But, you know, we had this conversation last night. Should he have ran over there to the car? Should the cops have allowed him to run over there to the car is my rebuttal. You got five cops. Why you don't grab the dude if there's something going on? Why is there fucking, why he don't, they don't tackle him if something's going on. You let him get to the car. Why don't you tase him? Seven shots though? Mm, one shot, let's maybe one shot. Let's say one shot. Pop one if you had to, even though you're still should go to jail. You pop one in his ass. If he did grab something and you say, and you go back from there, you got five fucking cops there. You that cowardly that you got to fucking shoot him seven times in the back. You know, cats that hit people in the back, cats that talk and shoot in the back. They, where I grew up, they're cowards and it's not so black and white. A lot of gray area in life right now. Name of this show, black and white. Uh, this episode. So 
I just hope you can have real conversations with folks and you can argue and you can bitch and moan at each other. But at the end of the day, it's for what is real, not for what is bullshit, because it ain't a black and white thing. It's been a black and blue thing for a while. And the blue thing is the problem because blue people uh, have a choice to become a blue uniform wearing cat. Last I checked, black folks don't get a chance to put on a uniform that's black, white, gray. They're born black. Stop with the fucking blue lives matter bullshit. I'm tired of hearing that shit. I was in the mix to win 30K on DraftKings the other day on a lighter note. Um, and AD was pulled because they were up 30. Number one, they said he had back spasms, number two, but I think they were up 30. So it hurt, hurt me. I ended up with $70. Uh, you know, about $29,930 difference. Fuck me, right? I hate when that shit happens, man. I have to came to the conclusion, okay? I have came to the conclusion that it is 1,000% all luck when you bet sports. I don't give a fuck what anyone tells you. They can be these per these people out there to tell you all this shit. The so-called fucking professionals... No shit. I'm just going to be telling you straight out. And every time I've won, I won 2500 bucks on DraftKings a couple months ago before the COVID. And I won it myself, my own picks. Every time I've used these guys, I've lost every fucking time. So every time I use someone's professional opinion, I lose. And lose bad. That's the problem. So Mike, I got this new conspiracy theory, man. Are these fucks trying to fuck us out of and keep the money rolling in the DraftKings and, and 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 all these things, or are they trying to keep it based out? I don't know, man. Uh, just another thought, though. Like, why are they fuck where they tell you to pick this dude, and then I get on the thing later, and this motherfucker's not even playing. I'm like, you motherfuckers, man. Fucking DraftKings. I won forty bucks last night. Um, but it's getting hard to hard to pick, man, because there's a lot of scrubs out there playing, and you don't know who's going to play that night, and you don't know who the fuck's going to show up. So who knows? So let's get into some real shit. So the college football polls came out, all right? Clemson number one, Ohio State number two, Alabama three, Georgia four. So wait. Ohio State's number two. They're not playing, though. So how are they number two? They're not even fucking playing. How the fuck is a team in the polls number two, and they're not even going to play a season? Like, how the fuck is this? How do we not have a fucking con commissioner? And how is this thing getting this out of hand? And is it not a joke anymore? Is it not a mockery, a slap in everyone's face out there that understands the sport in some fucking regard, like you fucking better hurry and get a commissioner before these conferences leave your fucking dumb ass NCAA, the non-caring assholes of America. Because at the end of the day, you can't, I can't understand how you think you can put out a poll and have fucking teams in the top 10 that aren't even going to play this year. So, how the fuck is that going to affect the BCS fucking rankings when they have that? Like, you guys are a fucking joke. Uh, they better get a commissioner, man. I think the SEC is going to lead the parade on getting the fuck out of this fucking NCAA and start their own fucking in SEC network or some shit. And I, I, I'm telling you, watch what happens. Um, the Lakers smoked the Blazers. The Clippers smoked Dallas last night without Porzingis. Now, let me let me just throw this out there. I'm a Laker fan, obviously, and I'm an L.A., true L.A. fan. If, the, if Porzingis don't get booted game one where they barely lost, is, this, is Dallas not up 3-1 or even an up 3-2? 
I don't know, man. Is it another way around? I mean, let's be honest here. Porzingis has missed two games, and he's averaging 30 points in the bubble and in the playoffs. They're missing that. You can't tell me that don't matter. Plus another 10 rebounds, probably three or four or five assists. Maybe a block or two. Maybe a steal or two. I don't know, man. I'm going to get into this whole shit, and I'm going to get into it even deeper than you think, but no Porzingis. Now, why is he hurt? Why is he out for two games? I don't know. I mean, the Kevin McHale and Larry Bird, I don't think even the Whitsky would have been out two games in the playoffs. That's just me. But this motherfucker's out two games. Um, exactly. Where's Dame? Dame has a sprained knee. So you're telling me, these people keep saying this Dame Lillard is the best fucking blazer. Oh, man. I, I don't even want to get into it because best players win games by themselves. They make players better. And they will them to be excellent. Dame Lillard is not the best blazer ever. Bill Walton is. Clyde Drexler's probably second. At least he went to a finals. Bill Walton won one with a hurt, with horrible knees. And Dame left the fucking court with a dislocated finger one game where Kobe popped his shit back and went right in the game. There's video proof. Go look. Kobe made two free throws after fucking tearing his Achilles. This motherfucker has a sprained knee, not a hyperextended, not a fucking partially torn, not an MCL, not a fucking meniscus. He's got a sprain. And he's out tonight against the Lakers. And you're calling him the greatest? I got to question your fucking, your, 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 I got to question you right now. Yeah, Dame's not making McCollum better. I'm just telling you. McCollum's a $200 million motherfucker himself. So McCollum can go be a star at any other, a lot of teams. So don't say Dame's making him better because they literally play the same. Whoever brings the ball up shoots from half court. <laughs> but that's the greatest player ever? Come on, man. You guys are killing me with this shit. I know sports too. I know basketball too. I know any fucking sport you want to talk about. Don't give me that bullshit. So anyway, Porzingis being out, we're going to get into this whole thing. Uh, is Paul George back to playoff P? Fuck no, man. I, you guys are killing me. He had 35 last night without having to guard Porzingis on the other end, A, who has missed two games in a row, which they are one and one in. Paul George averages 24 points in the playoffs as a score. And he's either been with Westbrook, Hibbert, or Kawhi Leonard. So who is this guy? He says, get this shit. Paul George says he's been under incredible stress and worry in the bubble. Man, fuck me, man. I've heard it all. I'm tired. It, if I hear another millionaire motherfucker say he's stressed for being inside of this bubble, then come out here with us on the front line. Go to Wisconsin protest. Go serve millions of people every day at fucking Walmart. And come be with our blue-collar workers every day. Or shut the fuck up. It's a slap in the face of all the blue-collar Americans out here working and grinding. And it's an incredibly weak-minded and soft to keep saying this shit when we have blue-collar Americans out here working, trying to survive and make ends meet for their families. You soft enabling fucks keep letting kids see how soft it is and how it's okay to be soft and entitled. The kids are looking at you, Paul George, you weak-minded fuck. They're looking at you, Diana Taurasi, for telling the ref, meet me in the fucking lobby. But little kids see this, and it's okay. Taurasi's labeled a legend. <laughs> if I would have said that shit, I would be fucking the devil. But Taurasi's labeled a legend for calling the ref out to meet her in the parking lot or in the lobby. Paul George is now playoff P because some fucking idiot says it. 
playoff, Paul P to me means Palmdale. Paul Palmdale, because he's from Palmdale, which is in the outskirts of L.A., in the desert out there where no one's at. It's like Kansas of California. So you're Palmdale P. Go back to Palmdale. I'm glad the Lakers never got your soft ass. You're fucking stressed out for being in the fucking bubble with millions of dollars because the food isn't fucking lobster fucking and crabs, and you're stressed if you're so stressed because you want to claim some type of fucking injustice going on, then go on the fucking front line. Don't play the games. Go on the front line. Leave the bubble and go on the fucking front line. Man, you motherfuckers are soft, man. And kids are going to, and, and people are literally saying, oh, fuck, he's stressed. That's fucked up, man. That's sad. That's so messed up, man. Get the fuck out of here, man. Uh, you're killing me. So, no, playoff P is not back. I want to see him do it again. He's not back. And having 35 without having to guard Porzingis on the other end, um, if you look at his games, he's shitty because, uh, number one, he's got to fucking guard Porzingis on half the time. But he hasn't played in the last two games. So, one game he was shitty without Porzingis having to guard him. Now, this last game he finally scores 35. So... <sighs> Get the fuck out of here. Exactly, man. Shane on uh, YouTube. They're in a fucking resort. It's not that bad. Um, 23. Before I get into Luca and shit, 23 All-Americans will opt out of playing college football this year. As of yesterday, 23 All-Americans. So, like I've been saying, we will have a quality product on the field, huh? That's what you guys think by playing this fucking season. We're going to have great quality. Plus, half the season, half the games will be in like shitty-ass weather, snow, wind, rain. Plus, the players aren't even going to be fucking that good. They're going to be backups. So why is Saban and these others pushing for a season so hard? But they say it's not about the money. It's about the health. (laughs) If it's about the health, then why are we risk playing versus the unknown? Coach Saban, I love you, but you guys had 560 positive COVID tests on campus yesterday. Are you fucking joking me? You want to play? Man, I want to play football too. But at what cost? The kids dying? Spreading it again more? To play with no fans anyway and to keep pushing this, it seems like you're fucking, you're trying to put a fucking round peg into a square hole, man. Like you're forcing this thing to no, there's no way that this fucking, this reward outweighs the risk. Not this year. We got to hit reset, man, and start this fucking thing over. Tell your players to step down and not do it. Get your programs in tight order. Get a fucking protocol to handle another pandemic if we have one in 10, 15, 20 years for the next generation. Get your shit in order. Start over recruiting. Get your scholarships figured out. Make your facilities better. Create a fucking environment that's conducive for handling any type of spread in the weight room. Build those things. Waste your money on that shit, man. Pay the kids. Get them paid. Figure out how insurance benefits for those guys. Do the things that that that's happens this year, this offseason. Because it's an offseason, man. I know we need sports. I want sports worse than anything. But no, the people that don't have a dog in the fight don't think that the kids can die, have an issue. I, you know, I know that the, the, the death rate and the, and the sick rate of these kids at this young age are not, it's not high. I know it's under 1% or whatever. I get it. But you still got to understand something. It ain't your son and daughter we're talking about. If we were, your ass would be double thinking this thing too, and you would be thinking the same way. I'm not gonna fuck. Who am I to put another cat's life at at home in harm's way? I ain't the motherfucker. So I'm telling these motherfuckers, let's hit reset, man. You're getting another season anyway of eligibility, or you go into the draft. But we don't need to play. Not this year. The Big tw- 10 and the Pac-12 not even playing. What kind of fucking season are you going to What kind of shit are, are you forcing here? 
you're going to have a bunch of mid-major football that the ratings will be so fucking low that the TV contracts are going to go to shit anyway, and they're only going to waste money prepping workers, filmers, prep, directors, producers, cutting up the video, trainers, all the fucking COVID protocols that we have to put in place to make people safe. All that's going to cost money and you're not going to bring the same money in or even or more money, which you usually do from the crowds and the concessions and the ticket gate and the TV contracts. You're not getting it, man, this year. It is what it is. You're losing cheese. Get out of it while you're ahead. Let Be the bigger person, NCAA. Put down the hatchet on these cats. So you can protect the kids for once instead of fucking proving that you're still about money and you're using these kids as a piece of fucking meat in the fucking meat market that you are and at least show a little bit of heart and fucking soul that you have a little soul and a little fucking contrite and you fucking going to say, you know what, it's about the kids, which is supposedly it is, um, and, and you're going to fucking say you know what there's no way we can risk this you're going to play in the spring in some places in the snow in detroit i mean there's only five or six domes where the fuck's everyone gonna play you're gonna have a worse horrible product and 23 all americans aren't gonna play and over a hundred other players are entering the draft who aren't gonna play what is the product you are going to have on the field it's going to be shit I don't know, man. You know, let's make one class that has to suffer bad enough. Let's not make two, three, four, five, six years of classes that are coming down the pipe. I mean, fix the big problem and quit putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. Well, we can we do that, shot callers out there? Can we fucking figure this out? You're just going to keep making it worse trying to play this season. Instead of fucking stopping it, fixing it, getting it right, so the next class don't have to go through this and suffer. That's what we need to do. Fuck, man. Go figure that out. Go get that done. That's what you guys got to figure out. So, I don't know. The New Jersey office of COVID testing had 77 false positives. The Jets, the Bills, the Bears, the Vikings, all fucking false positive. What's really going on here? Is it a fucking, is it a media, is it like a media fucking, uh, is it the narrative of the media that's pushing this? Like, why are we having false positives? And this is the same place in New Jersey where some government officials had the same thing. I don't know, man. Um, we'll see. To answer, uh, I know, uh. There's some talk. Walter Thomas and Shane on YouTube are talking about the Jamal Murrays of Denver and the, and the Mitchells of Utah. Let me throw something at you guys because I'm not a huge believer. They're good players and shit. Did they score 50 and 60 in the 80s and 90s, though? Or are we just that fucking soft and our players have allowed this shit to happen? Because I'm going to tell you, first of all, there was no zone defense back in the day, and these cats would have been getting their ass forearms shivered and getting clotheslined, and there's no fucking way that Jamal Murray is a dude that can score. That People forget about dudes like Bernard King, who averaged 50 in the playoffs in the fucking 80s and with the Washington Wizards. Nobody, people forget these old-school cats that were fucking killers. And we got fucking dudes like Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell being called the legend. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Them dudes wouldn't have did this shit back then. So you're telling me Joe Dumars wouldn't have locked down fucking Donovan Mitchell? You guys are out of your fucking mind. You better go look who Joe Dumars was, who was probably the best defender ever to guard Jordan. Jordan will tell you that. And you're telling me that those teams, Mark Aguirre, yeah, all these motherfuckers wouldn't have locked them cats down? You're telling me that Rodman and Pippen wouldn't have locked these cats down? Come on, man. You, you, you're killing me. 
there's a horribly soft narrative being pushed. And you guys think that these dudes, this is not the same era. And you you, you want to say you can't compare eras. You can't, but you can compare factual data and evidence that has changed the game from era to era. Three-point line. Zone defense. Flagrant fouls. Flagrant one. Flagrant two. All they used to be were common fucking fouls, man. Come on. Those are common fouls. So don't tell me you can fucking you can't compare those because you can. You have to compare eras because of the how the game has changed. The athletes are better now. I give it to you. The athletes are better now. There is no LeBron's walking around. You know, Shaq was in both eras, but Shaq was a freak of nature at his side. You know, now there was guys out there though. Don't get it twisted that were just as talented. There was dudes out there. You don't see Sean Kemp walking around no more. And you don't see Dominique Wilkins walking around no more. So don't tell me that those guys w- couldn't play in this era athletically. We know physically we could, that we could have. But athletically, there was guys back then too now. You better ask about DJ Johnson and Dennis Johnson and shit like that because the motherfuckers used to grab quarters off the top of the backboard. Those dudes are freaks too. Let's get it. Don't get it twisted. But overall, athletes are better now. And just remember this. We had this thing called centers back in the day. Seven-foot centers and forwards that were seven-foot and 6'11 that were powerful human beings. Nowadays, our seven-footers shoot threes. You can't tell me the game hasn't changed and hasn't become a soft-ass game. AD is a jump shooter, fellas. He's a freak of nature athletically, but he's a jump shooter. Just keeping it real. Nowitzki was a jump shooter. Porzingis is a jump shooter, seven-footer. I don't know. They're not getting their ass down in that block because they're, they were raised in a different era where it was okay. Everybody wanted to be skill guys, and they wanted to go fucking dribble and shoot, even it don't matter how tall they got. So, just telling you. Um, it's crazy. Listen, man, I got, I'm going to go into this whole fucking rant, all right, about the truth and reality and, and, and why this thing is not so black and white. Clippers are as ugly as a fucking professional franchise and team that I have ever seen. From Pat Beverly to Montrez Harrell to Reggie Jackson, and now you add Marcus Morris. They're the ugliest human beings Number one in the NBA. Do we agree? They're the ugliest human beings on the fucking in the NBA. Number one. There's no way some pussies coming to them in the bubble unless they're getting paid. So, and Lou Williams, you better pay for some fucking chicken wings and some pussy to bring to those ugly motherfuckers. But when you're ugly and you're as ugly as these motherfuckers are, everybody that I grew up with that was ugly had one thing in common. And what was that? Do you know what comes with ugly? But Walter, are you dirty? See, most ugly motherfuckers are dirty. And come with ugly comes follows dirt. And Marcus Morris deliberately stepped on Luca's ankle yesterday. And it was a straight bitch move. And anyone wants to say he didn't, you need to watch it from both angles. And be where I'm from. Because... I know when you're a bitch and when you got bitch in you. And I know when you're deliberate and when you're not. So, there's about 4,700 square feet on a basketball court. And he found that one ankle to step on. And I I saw that quote from, uh, what's his name? My boy that's on uh, Speak for Yourself with Marcellus. He's the co-host from ESPN. But he said that 4,700 square feet on the court and you stepped on his ankle. That wasn't what the deciding factor was for me, all right? And I'm going to be the devil's advocate here, and I'm going to be tell you the good and the bad and the ugly about this thing. Acho, yeah, Acho said that. But anyway, Clippers are ugly as fuck, and when you're ugly, you're usually dirty. And Marcus Morris deliberately stepped on Luca's ankle, and it was a bitch move. The entire court, and if you watch his eyes from the other angle, his eyes were going up and down to find out where Luca's ankle was. 
And that motherfucker took a step and stepped on it. What amazes me is how Clipper fans will say, no, he didn't. But real folks will call it how it is, regardless of a Clipper fan, Laker fan, whatever. You're a bitch if you agree that he didn't do it. If you think he didn't step on his ankle on purpose, you're fucking uh, enabling fucking little bitch, just like Marcus Morris is. He stepped on the ankle, and it was some bitch shit. Now, or is it some bitch shit? I got to say it like this because there's two perspectives on this. One is... You're in this new age, soft environment that we've all created because you either coach it or you allow it, and we've allowed it for 20 years. So we've created a bunch of soft-cultured fucks. But being an old-school cat like myself and where I grew up, I would have never bitched about him stepping on my ankle. I would have expected him to step on my ankle because of this reason. When I played, we used to grab nuts, gouge your eyes out, Underneath piles, we grab motherfuckers by the fucking inner thigh. We try to squeeze the fuck out of you. We hear motherfuckers crying under piles. And if a player tells you he didn't do that, that's my age, they're lying to your face. Because everyone I grew up with used to do anything and everything because it was each his own. Each out for his own. And it was the mo it was the survival of the fittest. And you either gouged out someone's eyes underneath the fucking pile or you got gouged. And if any players tell you different, they're lying to you. I'm just telling you. It was every man for himself. The issue I have with Morris is he is soft already. And he's in this soft climate, soft environment, soft league, soft generation. So for him to do it, it's a bitch move. But back in the day, nobody would have said shit. And we would have got his ass back in other ways. Probably the very next trip down the court. But see, we are too soft to have our brother's backs nowadays. My boys would have, would have floored his bitch ass the very next trip down where I came from. And in whatever we were doing. Or I would have. And I still would have lit his ass up and won the game. See, that's the difference. Won the game. See... <sighs> I, I got to be real, man. I'm a, I, when I fuck up, I admit it. All right. I fucked up. I appointed Luca the other day as like this special goat. I just came out. He hit the game winner. It wasn't the game winner that did it. It was that he's, he had did it two or three games in a row. He was out. He scored 40, 30 something, 43. And I'm thinking, all right, this dude is ready made. He's in it. He's there. He ain't going nowhere. So I came in hyped. I hate the Clippers. I came in and like, fuck, Luka killed the Clippers. He won. They're 2-2. Two to two, And Porzingis can come back and they have a shot, et cetera, et cetera. But I have to retract and go back to my ideologies, my belief system, which is don't ever trust these motherfuckers. Because if you trust them, they'll let you down. They will disappoint you. All you coaches out there, don't ever trust these dudes. Don't ever say good things about them. Because the day, the day you say something good about them, they fuck you the very next day and rob McDonald's. I'm just keeping it real. And I knew better because I went against my fucking belief system. And I appointed this soft motherfucker the next apparent great fucking player, and he proved to me he is who I fucking thought he was. Luca is another great talent in a soft age and generation. He's not an all-time great, and I found that out last night by an old-school coach by the name of Doc Rivers who played in those fucking night years who I think coaches dirty play, who I think coaches nasty play, for a dude that will talk shit to his own son in a game and how his son talks back to him, you know that that motherfucker's dirty. Let's keep it 100 like y'all say. Doc's coaching it that way. The cats are believing in Doc, and they're fucking playing dirty, and it's old school I love to see it at the same time 
The generation is soft. Everyone else is playing by the same soft rules. Gentlemen's agreement or not, you're playing by these soft-ass rules. Therefore, to me, Marcus Morris is a bitch for stepping on his ankle. In the 80s, I don't think he would have been a bitch, and I don't think anyone would have even reported it, and nobody would have said nothing. There would have been a huge scrap. There would have been a fight last night in the bubble after the game. There would have been a fight during the game, and there would have been a lot of drama. Nowadays, it's expected. So if you're a bitch and you're already a bitch and you play like a bitch and your whole league is bitches, then why the fuck now are you going to go step on his ankle? You broke the gentleman's agreement or the women's agreement, which I think because it's all bitch made shit. You broke the women's agreement of let's be soft together. When you lose, hug me after the game, Luca. Lucas, hug Kawhi Leonard when you get fucking beat by 50, okay? Because that's what this is about. It's about shaking hands when you miss free throws and hugging opponents when you lose, right? That's what we built sports on, right? You soft fucks. We all want to hug opponents after we lose. We all want to say you're the shit. Give me a jersey. Sign my jersey. I want to have it. You soft fucks. Jordan and Isaiah Thomas still ain't got each other's fucking jersey. You think they're going to fucking trade jerseys? parents coaches get your kids back getting some tough skin get our get our generation back man so america can be great again and so we can get through this and fucking get rid of these crooked cops and get fucking black lives matter some fucking real meaning and get the shit going because we're just soft man and it's a trickle down effect and shit rolls downhill cream rises to the top and then we don't have no leader at top it goes from 1600 fucking Pennsylvania Avenue to the presidents and ADs at the universities. We're all soft. We're all enabling. We're all fucking liars. A lot of these fucks are racist. We have a horrible nucleus globally. And we can't fucking fix it because the parents and the coaches have been allowing it for 20 years. And we expect something to be different. Fuck no. But this is my, here we go right now. Here we go. Here we go. Luca got stepped on, all right? That was my little rant in between my factual deal here. But here's the second part. After Luca got stepped on is why I am saying what I'm saying about Luca. Luca's a good player in a soft era. He's not a great player of all time. And this is why. Luca got stepped on by Marcus Morris. And not only did he become the bitch that I thought he, hoping he wasn't, they got outscored by 50 fucking points when he got stepped on. He got outscored by 50 points. The team did. We all know with Dallas, as Luca goes, Dallas goes. You're the, you're the hero, dog. You're the goat. What's happened? You got stepped on. You continued to play. If it was that bad, you would have left, right? You continued to play, and your team got fucking mollywopped by 50. He is who I thought he was. A great talent in a soft era. Soft league, soft generation. I'll never again say he's a great of all time. Don't ever put his name in. In, in, in the same sentence as Larry Bird. Ever, ever, ever. Don't ever even put him in the same sentence as Kevin McHale. He's not. And I have to say that I fucked up by appointing his ass one of the best in this league. He's front, he is one of the best talents in our league right now, in the NBA right now. But heart cannot be measured, and he has none of it. So after he gets stepped on, they go out and get beat by fucking 40 points or whatever. And now you're telling me that ain't soft? That ain't soft and accepting? Just bend me over and fuck me in the ass, Marcus Morris and the Clippers. It's okay. Get the fuck out of here, man. From what Luca did last game to the game winner and me being a bit overzealous to appointing him this fucking goat status, I have to slap myself 
take a step back and breathe deep and go back to my fucking belief system, which is never trust these motherfuckers. They are all soft and they all are who we thought they were. They will all leave you hanging in a heartbeat because they have no heart. Hitting a jumper after having your ankle shot up is one thing because you know that's what happened. They shot that motherfucker up with some damn Novocaine. He went out there and balled, right? Leading a team to victory on a sore ankle and having the other team put their knife through your heart and you do nothing about it is a whole nother motherfucking ball game. Let's be real. That's what happened last night. He had a knife stuck in his ass and his back. And that motherfucker didn't do shit about it. So let me back off the Luca train. I'm sorry. He is what I thought he was. Soft like the other motherfuckers. The Pacers fire Nate McMillan. Who I think does a hell of a job, man. But here again, we are continuing to talk about what I've been saying for how long, people. It is a result-oriented business. This professional sports business is as cold as the dope game. And it's a have what have you done for me lately profession and business. It's that way selling cars. It's that way working at BP Oil. It's that way managing fucking Bank of America. If you don't get new clientele, if your fucking particular office isn't blooming, you will be replaced and It's very easy for owners and administrators to replace you thinking the grass is greener with someone else that they don't know than it is to keep you and continue to do the same shit over and over and expect a different result, which is the definition of insanity, right? So we're continuing to talk about these coaches. I've been telling people, I told everyone the other day, 76 will fire Brett Brown tomorrow. What happened next day? Fired. Boom. I told him that, you know, Gentry would be fired after uh, Zion didn't play that last game. What happened next day? Fired. Gentry. Boom. I'm telling you, they don't give a fuck about nobody. And it's a result-oriented business. It is what it is. And there's no gray area. So this is the crazy part about it, though. This is what I this is. This is what's going on. I've heard people already this morning on ESPN. This is how soft we are. Well, Sabonis didn't play. It's fucked up. Crazy, sad, mean, cruel. No shit, soft fucks. You fired him and Sabonis didn't even play. Their best player. No shit, soft fucks. It's about what have you done for me lately? Result-oriented business. There's no gray area. You win or you lose, period. Go do something else then. There will be more to follow. Trust and believe. There will be more coaches to follow. If the Bucks lose, do you think they won't fire Buckwolzer or whatever his name is? Let's bet. Giannis is coming up to be a free agent. Let's bet that one. He will be out of there if they don't beat the Heat or Toronto, or frankly, if they win it all. If they don't win it all, I think he's fired. I'm just going to be honest. If the Milwaukee Bucks don't win it all, watch him get fired. I'm just telling you because it's win or bust there, right? Because you can't expect him to continue to lose. Giannis is 25, and them not fire the coach because it's, they're going to have to try to save Giannis from leaving Milwaukee. And especially after all the fucking protesting and, and cops shooting black people in fucking that area, you don't think Giannis is trying to come to L.A.? You better fucking wake up. Buckholzer's out of there. Bet money. Say what it is. Um, so I don't know. Lakers tonight, no dame. It should be over. But do the Lakers have the killer instinct? We shall see. This is the deal. I'm not a fucking basketball coach. I know basketball, but I don't, I'm not a coach. But double McCollum, let Nurchis have 100 points tonight, and the Lakers will win by 30. I'm just telling you. Double McCollum, like they've been doing dame, 
where Dame's actually struggled. He's only averaging like 20-something this series compared to 50-something. And let McCollum get doubled and frustrated and let Nurchic have 100 because that's what he'll have. He'll have fucking 40 and 20. And it doesn't matter. They'll be they'll win by fucking 30 because Carmelo's the only other shooting score they have. And if he misses some shots, he's out there. He's just a, an older player. Portland's just, without Zach Collins, without Ariza, Portland never had a chance. I've been telling everybody, everyone said, this was what kills me. This is another proof that we live in this black and white world, which is gray, right? It's a gray fucking area that we live in because <sighs> I just don't get it. Zach Collins, Ariza, they, they had no chance from the gate. Never worried about Portland. But it's how soft we are. Portland's not a normal eight seed. They're going to fucking give the Lakers problems. So what are they? Are they a two seed? Are they the three seed? How the fuck is Portland not the eight seed? They had to win their last three games just to get in to be the fucking eight seed. So, how are they not the eight seed, people? I hear this shit on ESPN. They were not a normal eight seed. <sighs> Quit giving soft fucking excuses for these fucks, man. America, society, they are the eight seed. They deserve the eight seed and are getting beat like the eight seed should. Wake the fuck up. Quit. Hoping and wishing and shitting in in one hand and hoping and wishing in the other. See which one fills up first. It's the shit. The shitty hand's going to be filled up first. They are the eight seed. They're not a fucking who you. They're not no magical fucking team. They were the eight seed for a reason. You guys are fucking. So quick to give motherfuckers credit. They deserve the eight seed. They got the eight seed. They're getting beat like an eight seed by a one seed. Period. There's nothing else to say about it. You think they keep his ass if they lose this round? Watch. He could be gone too. They should be gone too. He might get fired. He might be gone fishing. If uh, they they get beat tonight, it'll be 4-1. They've lost four in a row, and they are who we thought they were. Dame ain't playing. Uh, is he not playing because he's the greatest blazer ever, so-called? No, because he has a sprained knee. I don't believe any of the greats would have set this game out at an elimination game. I'm just being honest. You think Kobe sits out an elimination game? You think uh, Magic or Bird or... Jordan or any of these motherfuckers sit out a possible elimination game? I don't. And if Porzingis don't play next game, he's a bitch too. And they're all fucking soft seven-foot shooters that could never have played in the era of Olajuwon, Ewing, Parrish, Mikhail, Mahorn. The list goes on. I could go on and on. Even Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning would have abused these fucks. They couldn't have played physically with them. And everyone can say, well, you, have, you couldn't go out and, sh- and, 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 and guard him either. Because there was no zone defense back in the day. So you can't tell me that the fucking era hasn't changed. There was no zone defense. So guess what? It would have been that way. Yeah, we, you would have shot threes. But we would have pounded your ass inside and you would have fucking fouled out. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, load management's a whole nother thing. Kawhi load manages all year to be healthy, and then uh, we appoint him the great. Like, it's unbelievable. There was no load management. You fucking earned your money. You can't tell me. You can't tell me that we haven't become soft. We allow load managing now. That's a thing. Back in the day is, no, motherfucker, you earn your money. Just like the Walmart worker making $10 a fucking hour. You earn your fucking money. That's how fucked up this thing is, man. Hey, man, it's been real Facebook or uh, YouTube. I appreciate you guys, man, uh, listening in. Like I said, become a member, man. Uh, there's three tiers. And like I said, next week we'll be starting the Slapdicks uh, channel. 
and uh, under this same name, and uh, and you'll see there'll be a lot of perks to it, man. So I appreciate you. Uh, Shane, I appreciate you. I saw you become a member, man. I appreciate it. Like I said, anytime you need something, hit me up. Hit my socials, the real coach JB, the real coach underscore JB. And uh, hey, I appreciate you guys, man. Uh, hey, man, don't think I'm not. I'm not picking LeBron and AD tonight. I, I think they're going to beat them handily without those two. I think those two play a half. I'm not picking them tonight. For, I'm not going to lose thirty grand again like a fucking ignorant. I'm not going to be ignorant. Ignorance life threatening. Shit. Georgian, Georgian. I'm sorry if I fucked your name up. Appreciate you, brother. Ninva Whiskey. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. Stay safe. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance. Hey, give me another guy. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Last chance for me.